Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 58 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV sports podcast. It is a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. We are in the throes of lots and lots of football. We got some hockey talk, uh, some things bouncing around on when the NHL may restart. We got some NBA uh, uh, musings as well, which we probably won't dive into. But the point is, in the uh, in the throes here of, of fall, we got some sports and we got some local sports. So let's get right to it. How are we doing this evening, gentlemen? Jerry, how are you, man? Outstanding. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I am Todd, and the third member of the team, as always, is Jeremy. How are you, sir? Doing well. Good to see you, boys. Likewise, likewise. So, I say we get right into some college football. Well, I say we don't, because I'm going to tell you something (laughs) embarrassing that happened to me today. What happened to you today? So, I'm on Zoom. I'm on a Zoom meeting. Okay. And I don't know how to work Zoom, (laughs) uh, obviously, but... Kind of just look at the camera and talk. Right. But, so you know. I was playing around with it. Well, we were having to share documents and all that stuff. So it was a little bit. I got you. Right? So anyway, I get done my portion, and I sit back, and I uh, click the icon or button that says video off. And I thought that meant video off and sound off. <laughs> but it really just means video off. Yeah. So I take... A big swig of my Diet Dr. Pepper that I really needed to take a swig of. And you I, love your Diet Dr. Pepper, by the way. We could never get a show sponsor. I let out a burp that you would not, you would not believe. And so, I how look, was that received by the rest of the Zoom? Call? I look at the other people in there to stop. <laughs> and the guy goes, strike that from the record. <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. And I was so embarrassed I couldn't get back on the Zoom. <laughs> like when everybody was saying bye, I just, all right, see ya. See ya. Anyway. Out of here. Anyway, so let's start off with that. That was that was embarrassing and funny. Yeah. Embarrassing and funny, but I'm telling you, nice nice little plug for a, a possible sponsor, Diet Dr. Pepper, all day for you, man. All day long. <laughs> oh. You've got, like, cases of it all, I mean, at it all times. It wasn't just a burp, dude. It was like a belch. <laughs> Is you know it from your soul? It wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, video is separate than audio. I will <laughs> never make that mistake again. I mean, also, but how did they know for sure it was you, though? It was because first. I was the only person with my camera off and my audio on that you couldn't watch. So and everybody they, else could see that yeah, no one so else they, was burping. So every, I was the only person that they didn't see. Print <laughs> uh, turn your uh, video back on and pointed like <laughs> somebody else or something. Well, that was like convenient. That. This yeah. guy over here. <laughs> Malcolm, are you going to say, excuse me? <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, so let's get right into some college football. So lots to uh, lots to talk about. Not only the week that was, but also the week that will be. So let's get some of the bad news out of the way first for you Terrapin football fans, of which two are right here at this table. Um, and four are in existence. <laughs> so uh, we will get into Maryland's uh, fantastic victory over Penn State last weekend. Uh, but unfortunately, let's go ahead and just get right into the fact that they will not be playing a follow-up game this weekend against Ohio State due to the dreaded COVID cases on campus and within the football program. So they they shut everything down, and uh, at least eight confirmed cases as far as players go, uh, some additional staff and, and trainers, I believe, um, and they just kind of have to nip it in the bud like everybody else. So uh, they made the decision earlier this week that, that that's it, cancel the Ohio State game, regroup, and hopefully they get back on track for the following week's game. Does anybody else think that that was bullshit and they just didn't want to get a loss because now they're going to end with a winning record? Well, <laughs> that, that, I've heard those theories out there. Really? Because I had, and I was just yeah. making well, fun people of people have said that. I mean, no, like, really? Ohio yeah, State, yeah. You know, How, you know. Well, I mean, how can you fake COVID, though? Yeah, you you either have yeah. COVID or you don't. Well, here's the deal, right? These schools, and this was my beef before any of these return to play were in, in uh, um, really you know, gaining traction was you got to have a way to centralize everything, and the schools have done that now. So the transparency is there. You can't – once they signed up to play again, it was with that giant fucking caveat that said, not if, but when – you guys get positive cases, you will remove those people, and you will probably have to cancel a game or two. So there are players that have it. Yes. Not just staff or That's correct. friends of players. Correct. And they've been, there, there's a difference between actually having it and being exposed to it. Bingo. So, so this isn't a contact tracing thing. This is a positive test. Thing, yeah, right? so they That's have correct. A posi- they have multiple, positive multiple positive tests on the heels of the Penn State game. And Hey, let's face it. Who knows how any of this happened? It could just be... Uh, happenstance. My guess is they got home late Saturday night, 
They went to Bentley's. They went to Cornerstone. They went to Frat Row. They're hanging out with friends. Yeah, I, I, Bottom line. Yeah. House and parties. And me, yeah. Sure. And as we talked about, that's going to happen on a college campus. That's the bottom line. It wasn't about, man, I hope no one gets it. It's I hope when they do, they're able to be tested, and it stops right there. So I think that's where the, the, the current state of Maryland is. Well, I'm hoping that West Virginia or TCU gets it because the way their offense plays, I'd, I'd, I'd nice, <laughs> be almost like Bull Durham. We need a rain out. We need a rain out. <laughs> <laughs> Can Virginia, we get a pause here? West Virginia needs to regroup on offense, <laughs> man. Maybe maybe go back and redo some of those plays. We need a COVID out. All right. So, so we, yeah, so we have a COVID out this weekend for Maryland, so we will not be recapping a Maryland game next week. Hopefully we'll be talking about everybody's in the free and clear and we're you know looking forward to the next Our game. prediction is 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> well done, Jeremy. Way to go out on the limb there. Jeremy, have you texted Leah and asked him if he was okay? <laughs> I didn't hear back. I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I didn't did hear you, back. Did you send a get well package <laughs> he did. of fruits? Because yeah. we, you know, we were, we were you know, hit him up after the win. He was happy. You know, <laughs> We were going back and forth. But after the news came out, I haven't heard from him. So he said, he sent him okay. lots of nice emojis. <laughs> right. Caring gifts. Uh, all those kinds of things. All right. So let, let, let's recap last week. So quite an eventful Saturday. So first we'll talk about uh, about the Terps, and then we'll get into WVU and the, the hose job that they got. Um, so Terps, Penn State, we all agreed, in, in addition to our fourth member last week, Mitch, that Maryland just didn't have the firepower to hang with Penn State, and it ended up being the other way around. Maryland got off to a quick start. Final score was 35-19. Probably wasn't even that close as far as the stats go. That was a terrible um, ending for Maryland. Awful, but awful, it, awful fourth quarter. But bottom line is they didn't do anything to lose the game, and, and they still kept the spread pretty far apart. Um, so, hey, Maryland two weeks in a row now. Uh, total of 80 points in two weeks against Minnesota and Penn State. That's no joke. Um, they, they clearly have playmakers. Uh, they can put points up. I severely underestimated their ability to, to put together a defensive game plan. I think that was aided a bit by the fact that Penn State's offense is anemic. Um, Jerry, would you agree with that? I would, but this is not a situation where Penn State uh, shot themselves in the foot and they lost rather than Maryland win. I think if Penn State played its best and Maryland played its best, Maryland's more talented and more explosive and better. Isn't that crazy to think that? I was watching all the Big Ten recaps and everything on Saturday night, and that was the theme. Was it was like Gary DiNardo and all those guys on Big Ten, and they were like, "This Maryland team has as much explosion across the field on both sides of the football as a lot of other teams in the Big Ten, and they didn't think that was the case after Northwestern. And I think defensively, they're starting to find who can make plays. They know they're not really good on the line. They know they're not very deep, but Hippolyte appears to be mm-hmm. a star in the making, and he was a four-star kid from Florida, so he was no joke. And Campbell making another big play, obviously. <laughs> Chance Campbell. God damn, I love that guy. Although and, uh, I, I didn't really see it because Chris was standing in front of the TV the entire <laughs> game, but, you know, so I, I, had, to, uh, listening to I had to watch the highlights later to see all the actual plays. But. If, 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 you're, if you're listening and Maryland plays next time, like at 8 o'clock, uh, just come Sunday at one o'clock. <laughs> Don't start drinking at like noon on Saturday. Jesus <laughs> wept. Noon on Friday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is about that family, the Trigoning family. Um, anybody in that circle when they get drunk, it's like they're not fun to be around at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to uh, do. Well, it was a very joyous yeah. uh, Maryland crowd. Oh, across no, no. The, yeah, I mean, across yeah. The obviously they were uh, – I thought Maryland played very well. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I was obviously, I think at this point, wrong about uh, the quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit – I don't understand what happened at Northwest, but I think you just have to sort of say that was sort of a one-off and a, a fluke. <laughs> And they, haven't, um, they haven't lost yet, right? They haven't. And so, yeah, but they, but, the, but they they're not forty points better than no, Maryland. The, the domin- that, it's yeah, not the yeah, fact yeah. that they lost. If they would have lost forty-two to uh, thirty-one or something like that, and it would have been competitive until the end, that would be different. But I mean, that was an annihilation. But then Maryland comes back and beats two teams fairly handedly that I thought were better than Northwestern. Yep. So it turns out that I was wrong on a lot of fronts. But I mean, that kid. Uh, in the first half, I mean, he was just making explosive plays. Who's that, Talia or uh, yeah. Jared or both? Yeah, well, both of them. Yeah. I mean, the offense in general. Uh, I mean, he had three touchdowns, 
no turnovers, which is huge. Clifford had 340 and three touchdowns, but I would say probably half of those were in the fourth quarter when Maryland yeah. was playing prevent and we couldn't get the game over with because yeah. it took it. The fourth quarter was longer than the first three quarters. Yeah, we, pretty we, much. We barely ran the ball at all except for Clifford, and he would make a play or two a drive, you know, get him a couple first downs. But on the outside, our guys were just making plays that we haven't, we didn't see him make the first six quarters. They've been making in the last six quarters. And Jake, Jake Funk has about three hundred yards in the last two games. So that, he looks, he looks awesome. He looks good. He's pretty. Effective. You know what? You know what amazes me about him? He looks explosive. And coming off of two ACL tears, I, I didn't expect to see that from him at the college level. He was explosive in high school, but the jump to college is way yeah. different. Then the fact that he had two ACL tears, I was like, oh, he's good. I mean. He's 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 getting he's getting to the line quickly. Right. He's getting to the hole, and I mean, he exploded on that touchdown run. Yeah. I mean, he ran away from people. Yeah, I saw him play several years at high uh-huh. school, and he would just shit all over everybody. <laughs> yep. I mean, it wasn't even close. Oh I mean, yeah, they, they had a dominant line. Yeah, but he was two. a man amongst but boys. Yeah, too, I mean, you know, he yeah. he would once he got to the to the outside, it was he was gone, and he could run real. His balance was really good, but he was also playing against like Wooten. Exactly. So, so yeah. you, I mean, we knew he was a good player, but and then he gets to Maryland, and I think for the first couple of years, it was like he sort of overwhelmed by the talent there mm-hmm. um, and that you know he's a good player uh, but he's just a good player and he's going to be a great teammate great special teams player uh, everybody likes him but in terms of running the ball he's probably overmatched a little bit and I think he's proven those naysayers yeah. wrong well he, yeah. had, he had legit NFL talent in front of him all the way he did, through absolutely. Too, along with the injuries so no, that's a fair point too yeah but but I, I completely agree with Jerry I never as big uh, a fan and and cheerleader as I've been of his I never really thought he'd be a true starting running back at the D1 college level and he looks the part right now well he could he could be a starting running back but not an effective starting running back like a like an above average one but I think he but now like you said through two weeks it's almost 300 yards and two three touchdowns so I mean but 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 it all goes back to Leah really because I mean he has a 42 yard pass to Jarrett to start out the game a 62-yard pass to Jarrett to start out the game. Yeah, the plays were carbon copies, too. It was yep. awesome to watch. And then a 34-yard <laughs> pass to Demas, mm-hmm. in, all in the first half. Yep. And so, plus you sneak a, a, a Jake Funk run in there. I started watching the game. I got to, to Mitch's when Jake Funk had scored. So everybody, everybody obviously was going crazy because he's a Damascus kid. Sure. Um, but uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was I, – I, I, it doesn't surprise me that Penn State struggles. It didn't surprise me that Maryland hung with them, but they, they were they were basically clowning them. They, they, they really were. So I think the game came down two huge plays for me because football's so funny, right? <clears throat> Stats don't tell the story post-game. It's, it's in the game how the flow goes, where those yards are picked up, when those penalties occur, when those turnovers happen, all that shit. I think one of the biggest plays of the game happens in the first quarter. Maryland goes down and scores. Penn State runs right down the field. They have fourth and three on the six. They decide to go for it and, and throw a fucking fade, <laughs> which never works anyway, let alone a fourth. Oh, don't get me fucking started. We'll talk about that. <laughs> so they throw a fade, and they turn the ball over on downs. And, it, and at the time, it's like, okay, that was weird. Well, Maryland's on their own six. Well, six plays later, Jarrett's 62 yards right. to the house. And now it's 14 nothing instead of 7-3 or even 7-7. And what does Franklin do? He does what he always does because he's a steaming pile of shit. He completely outthinks himself and decides, oh, man, it's 14 nothing. We're going to have to throw the ball. Doesn't even think for a second, let's control the line of scrimmage or do anything else. Plays right into Maryland's hands. At that point, Maryland pins their ears back a little bit, and they go, hey, you know what? Your O-line's better than our D-line. But Hippolyte and Cross are more athletic defensively than anything you have on offense. And they put those guys in space, and they just wreaked well, havoc. They were able to get decent pressure with four. Not enough to get there, but decent. Decent they, enough. They the get, fifth guy, and oh, they got home a bunch in that, in that scenario. And that's also what happened on the, the turnover in the third quarter. Yep. So. So, so at that point, the game's 14 nothing. You're like, oh, shit. Then they get up 21 nothing, and it's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Penn State gets it back to well, 21-7. Yeah. The key for me is at the end of the half, instead of Maryland being up 21-7, kind of sitting on it going, maybe we get a field goal, maybe let's just get to halftime. He goes up top to Demas. He, he, they find single coverage there on third down and gets the touchdown. To me, that's when Franklin went, oh, fuck, we're going to lose this game. Well, also getting back to the, the, third, the third touchdown, the funk touchdown, 
Maryland had taken that 10-yard penalty, second and 20. I'm pretty sure it was second and 20, and they broke off that run. Yep. So they just said, you know what? Screw that penalty. We got this. Exactly. And that's that's, and, and, a, that's and, a big play. Again, it's those stats it's within the game. It's when plays occur in football that create those momentum shifts and how the other team has to read and react. It's a giant chess game, and it might look like you're losing at one point, but then you've cornered the other guy into a position. Franklin cornered himself, yes. and that's why I hate him, because he always does it. It was great. Yeah, that's not why you hate him. Well, a number of reasons. Well, we watched him do that. To, you know, no, but you could ask Jeremy, side. when he was the Maryland O <laughs> coordinator, I would just yell at him constantly, because I was like, what the hell is he doing? Yep. He, has, it, it, he hasn't changed his stripes, nope. you know? Coaches the same way. And it was just it was awesome to see the validation of him just having a meltdown and losing. Look, and uh, As much as I can't stand him, he's a good coach. He does a lot of things right. When his team's rolling, it's, 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 it's a force. But he can't get out of his own way when he starts having problems. And it's very like well that said. For what, 15 years? Yep, very long well long, said. So. Um, but no, and, and like Jerry said, the cool thing about the win being a Terp fan was that Maryland actually won the game outright. It wasn't like Penn State had yeah. this monster meltdown. He kicked their Maryland ass. just Maryland just beat them. And, and they it, did. They earned it. They, they really did. I so. would, I'm disappointed. I mean, I, I don't think they would have beaten Ohio State, uh, but I'm disappointed because I think they were catching them at the best possible time. They've been, they're on a roll, they're on a heater. Yeah, on offensive wise, and uh, they traditionally play Ohio State fairly tough, True. maybe tougher than they play other good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I'm a little, I mean, I'm disappointed anytime someone can't play. But uh, well, like you said, you got that three thirty slot on Saturday, and now it's gone. You know, you right, have to fill the void gone. with something else. So, so that probably hurts with recruiting because big. You know, you you can have big time players watching at least Ohio State, but then they come check out Maryland too. So sure, sure. Um, so that that's unfortunate. But, but on the recruiting front, you make a good point, and that's actually something that they they went over quite a bit in the in the Big Ten in the post game stuff. Was they were like, you know, they said Loxley and crew, that was never an issue. Their ability to recruit, They're, they've always been very good recruiters. But he said now you see the actual fruits of their recruiting labor. And they started naming all these young guys, and they're like, "These are their guys that are playing right away and making an yeah. impact." Look at well, Leo, look at Rock. Let's know. not get ahead of ourselves, right? The last time we did this last time was last year when they were blowing people out, and then they ended the season with a complete no doubt. Of shit. So, yeah, no, no, no doubt, doubt about and it. Also, this week off is going is right, if, hopefully so, it is only one week. Um, it's not going to help. I mean, we saw what happened last time. They had you know time off before a game, and you know I'm worried. About but I guess that. that's why I was excited with the win against Penn State at Penn State because in those in those battleground states for recruiting, sure. th- those are big games. Absolutely, man. you know, they're, they're taking nothing away from. Them. And and by the way, before we get off that subject, let's thank Mitch and his family for inviting us over. They're I know great. we I know we crack on them a lot, but uh, um, thank you, great, thank safe, you, Mitch. Outdoor distanced. It wasn't Tailgate. distance because the dude was in our face. Well, aside time. from Chris, it was distance. <laughs> and the food was good. We tried yeah. to be distant. Food I was there for like five minutes. Food was good. Company was good. So thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. Thank, thank you, you, Michelle. Michelle, yes, absolutely. Cheers. Agreed. Do we have to talk about? Do we have to talk about West Virginia? I, I, I think we should only because I want to see if we can get Jeremy to give any input on the referee. <laughs> well, what I would say is this: you're probably going to be a little bit surprised by this take. Um, the one time I hate yeah. the referees, he's going to defend Well, only in terms of consistency, because I saw earlier plays in that game, both teams were doing similar, and they weren't calling it. But when you're basically taking an opportunity of a touchdown away in the game, I don't see how you don't call that. So to me, it was a bad no call, but it kind of went along with what they were doing for both teams all game. So, what, so to people who watch West Virginia and that's me and probably nobody else who listens but <laughs> we should probably explain what happened but go ahead Jerry yeah Texas won the game 17-13 which you know West Virginia's defense has been amazing to hold year. Texas to, to 17 hold Texas is to 17. amazing absolutely and it was 17-13 after the third and basically West Virginia had the ball the entire fourth quarter um so and just as I have been impressed with West Virginia's defense all year, I have been equally unimpressed with West Virginia's offense. Their running back is really good, and he got injured. So that sucks. So going, yeah, going into the fir- uh, fourth quarter, uh, West Virginia kept having the ball, and I think at least two or three times they had the ball in the red zone at a fourth and one. Each time they threw it, and what the last time they did it, which was a, a couple minutes left in the game, they had the ball like on the seven-yard line or something like that. I don't know. There was a post route into the um, into the, the to the end zone, um, and the defender reached around and hugged 
and tugged um, the wide receiver, and he could not get his arms up to catch the ball. And there was a referee that was standing right there and just continued to stand there. And Neil Brown from West Virginia, I thought it was going to have an aneurysm. I mean, he ran all the way on the field. Uh, it, it was an, uh, being a, an impartial observer. It was no excuse for the no call. It was I, unbelievable. Yeah, I, was, I would have thought 100 times out of 100 that was a call. I, I mean, mean, just, just from the spectrum of one replay. I was less than pleased, and I, I, I was not respectful at all. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, um, they did. I don't blame the referees for the loss. Uh, I blame any coach that makes these types of decisions, and it happens an awful lot. West Virginia does not have a power team. Their offensive line is not great. Texas has better players. But twice they're on the 15 to 10-yard line, fourth and one. Why they and any other coach go shotgun where they have to snap the ball back four yards to go forward one yard <laughs> is the fucking dumbest thing I have ever seen. Didn't the Ravens do that? Also? Yeah, I mean, a lot of coaches do it. <laughs> yeah, And it drives me crazy. Why can't you start and shotgun and have a formation where you're actually running up to the center quickly snapping the ball and running a quarterback sneak and get a yard. Right. Right? I mean, snap the ball and get a yard. If you can't get, if you can't have your fat linemen <laughs> block down and then get behind one of those fat linemen and fall forward for a yard, it's not like you need three yards. Right. Or give the ball to your running back without snapping the ball back and doing it. So when he gets the ball, he's on a forward motion. I couldn't agree more. Right? It's, it's fucking infuriating. And they did. They they called these running plays like that when it was third and one, mm-hmm. right? So it wasn't fourth and one, but it was third one. But still, the goal is you need one fucking yard, right? And they did that twice. It was like a carbon copy. And then on fourth down, they threw the ball in the end zone, and both times it didn't work. So it was infuriating because it's just it's just a lack of situa- situational awareness. And what concerns me about West Virginia, the coach is a very nice guy. Mm -hmm. And he is a pretty good recruiter. And he's a pretty good head coach, but he is not a good play caller. And if I I actually went back and and read some articles about him at Troy because I was concerned because his offense is sort of shitty. (laughs) And a lot of the – even though he won a lot of games at Troy – the sports writers down in Alabama were like, you know, he's often he doesn't call very good plays, and hmm. you know, he he would go like ten and two, but he would squeak out some games like nineteen to thirteen when they were like, I can't gotcha. believe it was that I couldn't believe they couldn't score more, and so it's like I don't understand why he's not situationally aware to say, you know what, I'm in a different conference now where you have to score thirty, you don't have a chance, right? I need to get somebody in here that can open shit up and be a little bit more creative than me, which would allow me to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you think about them not kicking the field goal earlier in the fourth quarter with that opportunity? I mean, obviously, I, here's the thought. I would have kicked the field goal, and I right. said kick the field goal because you're down 17-16. You have time. You have the one of the best defenses in the, in the country that is handling Texas, so mm-hmm. you could probably get the ball back and then be able to kick another field goal. Right. So that would have been fucking nice. But after you didn't do the first one, I mean, I could, I, 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 I would have done it, but I could see it because if you have the best defense in the country and you don't make it, you think you're going to get a ball back and get another chance anyway. So why not have two cracks at it? Neil Brown was asked that, and he said, well, the analytics tell me, and that's when I turned it off because I don't give a fuck. If you, if see, you can't- I heard that. I heard that, and I couldn't disagree with him more because the chart I saw says when you're down four with 10 or more minutes to go, you kick the field goal because you're only down one. So that means the other team, you're like, oh, what if they go down and get seven? Technically speaking, you're only a score down with the two-point conversion. Yeah. It's if they're up five or more that you mm-hmm. have to start going, shit, maybe this isn't worth it. So as far as I'm concerned, the charts that I saw all said when you're down four with that much time left, you always kick. But be Different analytics, Todd. Different analytics. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. But I, I looked at the unabridged version, apparently. Here's where I say fuck analytics because if you're... Oh, I agree with you in these situations. If, if you're down 47 to 43... And you haven't been able to stop them all game, and you you have the ball on the you know twelve yard line with five uh, you know seven minutes left. Your mindset is is I need to score every time I get the fucking ball because I, I need can't, seven. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can't yeah. stop these guys because right. when they get the ball, they're going to go back and 13. score. Right. Yep. At seventeen thirteen, your mind should be well. We've been stopping them pretty regularly. I think we can stop them again. We need as many points as we can get. Let me yeah. take the points yeah, yeah, because yeah, when yeah. we stop them again, now I don't have to get. 
So that was my point. Right. So when he said analytics, I said, go fuck yourself and turn the iPad off. Uh, with respect. Uh, you know. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I was done. But I'd expect know, nothing less from it's you. It's just frustrating. It it, it is it, it's frustrating because they they're wasting they're wasting a defense that they're never going to have but once a 10 years. God, their D is legit. Their D is so fucking good. So and they're good. going I mean, now Oklahoma's going to score 50 because Oklahoma always scores 50. <laughs> but um Yeah, so we thought about Penn State Maryland. Well, I so. think you said Texas is going to score 50. That's what I did. Yeah. I did because, you know, they got a good quarterback, but Nonetheless, they're four and three, and if they win the next game, I think they get to go to the Liberty Bowl, which is where they want to go because they'll play Tennessee or Kentucky. That's the rumor, anyway. Who knows? Okay, all right. Well, I, I think they get. I think they get another win um, or two. Because um, how many games do they have left? Hopefully, it's more than one. I think they have two <laughs> games left, or two or three games they left. Play, they have three games left. Yeah. they play ten. That's correct. Um, so I, I think that they get to the bowl. Look, man, their their D is all that. They are, they are that good. I don't think their offense is as inept as you make it out to be, but you watch it way more than I do. And it is frustrating as a fan to watch your team and kind of see the, the the whole scene unfold, and you're like, God damn it. But you know? here, here's the more frustrating part. You're right. From the 20 to the 20, they can move the ball. I mean, yeah, they have, they have right. like 370 yards with total off. It was not great, but it's not bad. It's not, not great for a Big 12 team. Well, the whole the whole game was muted as far as offense goes comparatively right. to other Big, big right. 12 but, games. But so 370 yards offense, including your um, – your, well, most of it was passing, your quarterback having 300 yards, you should score more than 13 fucking points. Uh, one would think, yes. So uh, it's frustrating when your offense – doesn't translate to points. Right, right. So, and the the wide receivers they just fucking can't catch a ball. <laughs> if I was it's an off, not a good thing. If all if receiver. I was an offensive lineman, I would go punch the fucking. I would go punch the wide receiver. Any wide receiver I found, I'd punch him in the fucking face. You know what? That receiver would probably go, "Hey, bitch, why are they calling a shotgun pass on fourth and one if you're so fucking good offensive line? Catch the fucking ball. You have one goddamn job. You complain and bitch about never getting thrown to. When you get thrown to, you fucking drop the ball. That's the worst. Oh, they pat themselves fucking, on the chest like me, 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 and then the yeah. quarterback puts it in his chest I and fucking drops hate it. Wide receivers, man. I just generally <laughs> they're divas, man. They're, they're 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 divas. All right, so the college landscape looks like this. Hopefully, West Virginia has enough in the tank to get to a bowl game. I sure as shit think they do. Their defense is that good. Um, Maryland yet to be seen. Like you said, it's, it was an opportunity this weekend to at least see them with some momentum follow up against a stud team in Ohio State. We're not going to get that opportunity now. That's a bummer. More importantly, I really hope that they get it right internally. They get their shit together. They can get back on the practice field, and they can get the next game in because the Big Ten doesn't have any weeks left at the end of the season. They yeah, and they've got a 21-day deal, whereas like the ACC is 14 and mm-hmm. like other conferences 14. Big Ten's 21. Yep. So, so. They, if they have a return-to-play plan post these COVID tests, I think it's going to be minus a handful of players. Yep. Well, so, yeah. I mean, whoever ate tested positive, you aren't going to see them. Yeah. Two more games. So, so you know, let's hope that the, 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 the process, it's a work in progress. It's new for everybody. Let's hope it's done as well as it can be. They stay as safe as they can be well, and they get back on the field. I don't want to say we were right, but I'm going to say we were right. When it gets colder, more COVID's going to happen. Well, uh, we're in the throes of it right now. That's yeah, exactly so what's going on. And it's only yep. going to get worse. So yep. I don't see how the NFL is going to finish, and I'm not really sure how college is going to finish, which is why we were screaming start in July. Right, right. Well, I'm with what, you on that what, one. What can you do? Uh, part of me hopes, but the other, uh, but but the brain and the logic part of me goes, I, yeah. I, I can kind of see how this is going to end. Especially, I just, like I said, what's my rule? I just want three games on Saturday. <laughs> right. Well, just especially games. I don't give a fuck what they are. Just play them. Yeah, it worries me especially for college. I think the NFL will, will figure something out. Um, you know, they have more flexibility. <laughs> they have uh, more money incentive. More money. Well, without question, but, I mean, they could. You know, they've already made the plan that if they have to cancel games, they can go to you know sixteen team playoff. Right. You know what they'll do is they, hell, those cancel the last two weeks of the season. Go to a put, bubble. Put, go to a bubble. Yeah, go to a bubble. That's what, That's they're, what yeah. they're gonna have to yeah. do. I think so too. Um, I think so too. Because they, they can. They can. They can afford it. Speaking of NFL. I will never watch another Washington game when Alex Smith is quarterback because I am terrified. It is. It, it, it's. It's like watching uh, Evil Knievel back in the day. It's like you know when he was doing his big jumps and everything. You're like, I want to watch, but I mean, I, it, it's. It's so. I'm with you, Jerry. Dude, he doesn't. He's been cleared to play. I get all that. And and the people that are like, oh, what the, this is the greatest story. 
it's really fucking cool. And he's obviously incredibly disciplined and stubborn and everything else. And brave. Get, and brave to get his ass back out there. Dude, I'm with you, Jerry. My heart just stops every time I see him drop back. I'm just waiting for his leg to snap Because again. they can't fucking pass protect. They can't pass protect. They're stubborn as hell. And I, what's the point at this point? I mean, okay, first of all, let's pour one out for Kyle Allen. That injury was that sucked. gruesome. Yeah. Poor bastard. I would not play quarterback for that franchise until Dan Snyder tells sells the team because otherwise, God, Jesus, whoever you believe, will not let any quarterback be safe. <laughs> Seriously. Because uh, it's, it's, there's too many freaking injuries. Maybe it's the turf there. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know either, but, man, but it's, it's, it's rough to watch. All right, so I, I don't – I told you they weren't good. They're not good. They're not good. And you, and you did say they were not and, good. And it doesn't matter who's playing think, quarterback. They're just not agree. good. Yeah, they're just yeah. not good. Yeah. They had it they they had some momentum, right? <laughs> Barely. They, yeah, but they they beat Dallas handily. They went into the bye. And then were, how does Dallas turn around and get and basically they were the better team right. against Pittsburgh? How the hell does that and happen? They, Pittsburgh sucks. And they have some good <laughs> vibes, right? They have some good vibes. Yep. And then they come out and get swept by the fucking Giants. Giants yeah. have two wins well, against well, Washington. And again, of course they're bad, and they do bad. You know, teams or bad things that bad teams do. But five turnovers. If they only have four, they win the game. I, it's it's That's that you know it's it's, it's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic. So. Again, good teams find a way to win. Bad teams always lose, and the, the Washington football team always loses. And I'm going back five fucking seasons now. It's not like this is you know like anything 30, new. Yeah. Um, they're just not good. I uh, did you guys listen to Chris Cooley? Nope. No. So I was wondering why Gibson didn't play as much as he did against mm -hmm. Dallas. And Cooley had a breakdown, and it's because uh, Gibson may be the worst pass protector he's ever seen. Wow. Um, well, he hadn't played running back in, yeah. uh, right. in forever. I didn't so surprise me one bit. what the Giants were doing, they were scheming their defense and bringing opposite side blitzes mm -hmm. that Gibson would have to pick up, and he, and he could never pick them up. Right. And so – they did that, and they brought in McKissick to play mm -hmm. most of the snaps because he does it better, but it still didn't work. So Chris Cooley was very um, – and it made sense to me, even though I was listening to it and I couldn't see it, but I was, I was listening to his – he was very um, critical of the Washington coaching staff for mm. saying, this is clear what they were doing and you didn't adjust. Yeah. So that worries me a little bit because this isn't the first game that that's happened to this coaching staff, and yeah. well, I think we all touted this coaching staff as these kinds of things weren't going to happen anymore. But well, what's what's your weakest link though of the the top three coaches? Turner, Turner, probably, and that's yeah. who he was scathing. I mean, gotcha. he, he was he and, was criticizing Turner. He's young too. Uh, you know, doesn't doesn't mean he can't figure it out, but. I think he has been he's been the weak link, unfortunately, and that gotcha. makes sense, I guess, because he's a, you know he's such a young guy. But um, and, it's and, just not it's not a good look. You know, you, the defense didn't play great, but in fairness to them, when you have five turnovers, yeah. and you're just not getting any fucking help, yeah. Eventually, you know. Actually, I, I mean, to me, you know, I don't know what the score was, but it would they give up twenty five? I don't remember. You know, twenty three, twenty three, twenty three with with a bunch of turnovers. Uh, five yeah. turnovers, yeah, twenty three points. It's not bad at all. No, no, it's not bad. <laughs> It's not bad. And we, well, we said before the season started that the games they win, the D is probably going to outshine the O and essentially yeah. win them the game. It's what happened against uh, Philly, and to some degree, that's what happened against Dallas. Right. I mean, but but you know. with the turnovers, you're not letting your defense win the game for uh, you. Completely oh, agree. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're so anemic that when you get to 20, you like celebrate. You can't yeah. have five turnovers because yeah. the other team's going to well, score I mean, more than 20. And, and, so, whose wife did Dwayne Haskins sleep with? To Everybody, put, to put him in this kind of doghouse. I, I you this know, is something more than just poor play. Well, no, the rumor is he essentially reverted right back to his old habits. Once he won, you know, he he worked hard, won the starting job, and said, "Sweet, I got it." So, yeah. what are his old habits like? Just apparently, just he's like the, one of the last ones to practice. Like he's always rolling in late. They're like Alex Smith is there, like with the coaching staff every single morning. So he's not a professional. No, and they were kind of like, "Hey, kid, you should probably roll in when he does and do what he does." And if you're not sure, look over his shoulder. Especially when you're not elite, right? And he's like, "Yeah, I got that," and then didn't. Right. And then in the film room, apparently, Turner made it a point early on to like get on him. But then after a while, it was like a joke because he's like, you don't know anything. Yeah. They're yeah. watching film and he can't call anything. Right. It's, it's, it's what we were worried about, you know, when he was still playing. It's like, we think it's because, of, you know, say, hey, you made a mistake. What should you have done? 
And you're just like, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're Pat Mahomes and you want to roll, be the last person in, and you say, I got this, no worries, and you go out and you throw up five touchdowns every week and you're winning, that's one thing. But when you have that sort of attitude, if that's true, and you're one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, yep, that's not a good combination. It's not. And uh, my wife says this all the time. She's like, if uh, if you get straight A's, she's like, I don't give a fuck how many you know hours you spent studying and what your schedule was and whatever else. But if you're like, no, I got this, I got this, and then you roll out with C's and D's, it's like, no, no, no that's not fucking good enough. Right. Now we're going to have to structure everything for you. And I think that's where they're at with Dwayne. He's not elite. His his tests, his body of work on the field in games. Jerry, you and I said this on the on the very last game he started. He looks so fucking lost and, more importantly, slow. I'm not talking about with his feet. I'm talking about with his eyes, with his hands, and how he reacted. He looked like he was playing – everybody was else was playing light speed. Right. And he was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. He, I, that's not good enough, He's man. playing like he did in college where he can have the best athletes and, and basically not decide who he's going to throw to or anticipate anything and just wait for his – Receiver to get open because yep. he can outrun or out scheme, mm-hmm. and then he just throws a two old guy who's got nobody around him. Yep, and I know the positions are 180 degrees different, but if you look at McLaurin, who came from Ohio State in the same draft year as as Dwayne, McLaurin is the consummate professional. Works his ass off. They voted him captain, like he's a second year guy, and and he's revered. Dude, the guy fucking gets open all the time. Clearly, he's put in the work. You know, and I mean, he well, couldn't yeah. be more opposite. And- I don't know if it hasn't happened, but just based on what we've seen before, I'm going to assume if it has, it hasn't been to the to the extent it needs to be. But he should have been prepared. You know, he you know even if you're third string, you're, you know you're two plays away. It's right. always obviously one play for the backup, and now he will be one play away. I'm assuming unless they he's that bad and they want to put Montez as the backup. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but that'd I mean, be so great. You know, but it's like you know. You, just because you got benched, and I'm pretty sure the staff was telling him this, is like, we're not giving up on you. You're just not ready right now. Right. And I think they're pretty much giving up on him because he refuses to. Well, I mean, the thing is, again, you know, you know, you know, you never know, but you hear that, you know, maybe since he got benched, he is back into his summer methods. He was so devastated, this, that, and the other. He didn't expect it to happen, which is probably why he wasn't caring as much as he needed to be before that. It sounds like, you know, you got Rivera. I mean, I know it's coach speak, and he probably would cut him now if he could. Um, <laughs> is saying, hey, we look, we look forward to working with him in the offseason. I don't really believe it, but I mean, he also just say nothing. So I, th- I, don't I, know. Think, I think Rivera watched him perform and said he's not very good mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not elite physically, and he's a diva. Right. So with all of that, I'm done with you. I'm done with you, and we will move on with other people. And I think Rivera actually said, maybe he didn't say it, or he basically said, like in a question, um, "Is our is our quarterback on the roster? Is our franchise quarterback? Meaning he's not on the fucking roster. Right. So um, it's going to be an interesting off season in that effect. Always is, man. Always is with this fucking shit show. It's almost a detriment right now that the division is so bad because if, if, you know, if Philly was six and two or six or seven and two, whatever, however many games they played, we probably wouldn't even be talking about this because you wouldn't care because, you know, they wouldn't have pulled them because they still had a chance to win the division. You probably would have kept them in there at least a few more games to let them really fall apart. And then you'd know what you had. Right. You had to pull them because he knew, you know, Half that team, if not more, is playing winning football, mm-hmm. and the, you know and the quarterback. A couple other guys are not. Well, that's why you had to make the change, right? You know, to Kyle, and now of course Kyle gets hurt, and now you're back to Alex, who I actually was relatively impressed. I mean, is that, he, that was the most yards he's had in the Redskins uniform, so yeah. Washington uniform, yeah. right? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's not going to probably be the best of the group. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying he oh. could. I, I'm worried about saying, "Oh my God, this guy's pretty good." And what the just happened to his leg. Right? That's Dude, what I'm that, worried about. That's my fear, man. I, I'm, I'm afraid that leg is just going to – again, he has been cleared by people way above our pay grade, but I just watch him plant on that leg, and I get nervous every well, single time. You know, knock on wood, but I'm, I'm not worried about the leg anymore. But that doesn't mean he can't hurt the other leg or get a concussion or something else. Right. You know, and it's just, you know, is it worth it for a guy who at that age who's gone through what he's gone through? You know, he's got family at home. I mean, honestly, I trust his wife. If he, if he shouldn't play, she wouldn't let him. 
Uh, no, she said she didn't really want him to play. Well, she was she's, follow, to, she's following him. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that is, is the ultimate question: Is it worth it? And that's up to him and the coaches and his family and everything else. But Jerry nailed it. They can't fucking pass protect. No. They're not a good football team. That's, why, why is he in there? That's what, what scares, what's the point? That's what scares me because well, you know, not, all, not only can he get hit, but he can also try to avoid the rush. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're just they're just not a good well, – I, I, I find myself as feeling like a very jaded, bad fan. And maybe I am. But, you know, when I hear the sports talk radio and they're like, well, they're really close here and they're really close here, I'm like, guys, watch the fucking game. Yeah. Well, they're close uh, yeah. to being competitive in the shittiest division in the history of the well, NFL. And that, again, that's the key because if they, if they didn't have potential to win the division – we wouldn't be talking about this because you probably would never have pulled Haskins, or if you did, you would have put him back in already because it doesn't matter anymore. Yep. But right now, it actually still matters. <laughs> which is just... Which is, it's a joke. It, it, it is a complete it's, joke. It's, but it's reality. They should be disqualified. Yeah. The entire division should you're, be disqualified. You're better off <laughs> if they were four or five games back right now. Then you know you're going to say, you know what? Throw Haskins to the wolves a little bit. Let him figure it out. If he can't, we, we know for sure. I mean, right. they, they probably if said they, already. If they don't, I think it's because they've already made up their mind that he's not any good. Oh, I think I think you're right. I mean, and they, and they, now they their have. hand has been forced, right? And if and if they still don't play that hand and right. put him back in, they they've completely well, made up the, their mind. I think they made up their mind because they did not put him in back over. Alex Smith. Right. Yeah. So, well, I, right. I still think that they, what they made, they definitely made their mind up on something, and that's he's absolutely not ready yet. The, to me, the question is, do they have any faith that he will be in the next, you know, basically end of the season through the next, I mean, hopefully real off season? Um, and I don't, I don't think they've a hundred percent made up their mind on that yet, but pretty darn close. Man, it wasn't even a discussion. I mean, Rivera came out and said, "Hey, tough loss, blah blah blah." Alex Smith starting next week. Oh, it wasn't he like. Well, we're gonna go watch the film, and we're gonna talk amongst no, the, you he, know, he, see how he, people he, do in practice. The oh team. yeah, yeah, but you, you, you know that would have been bullshit anyway, though. So I mean, yeah. I you know, I don't know. All right, so they sit at what two and seven, two and six, two and, and they six. play and they play Detroit. They play Detroit, who I heard is giving up an average of thirty points a game. Yeah, and one hundred and forty plus or so on the ground. Yeah. So the question is, does it really even fucking matter? I I still I. I I, I, mean, I think I, they get rolled. I, th- I, they, I think Stafford puts up three fifty and three. I do think they lose because yeah, I, I think they're one of the worst. They have they have gone down to the you know they they've lost all momentum. I think they truly are one of the five worst teams, which is yeah, terrible to say given the fact that again we were fooled and thought their defense was going to be better, um, but. Uh, at least to carry them that way. Who who knows, man? I actually I'm, think they win this week. I'm probably I mean, on the panel. Yeah. All right, let's go right into predictions then. <laughs> okay. Washington, Detroit. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to go Detroit uh, 28, Washington 13. I'm going to say Detroit 17, Washington 16. I'm going to go Washington 24, Detroit 17. Okay. All right. Just so we shall, see. we shall see. We shall see. I certainly hope you're right. I mean, I want—I don't want the team to lose, but they're just—they're just not a good football team. Yeah, they're yeah. not, but that—but you know what they are? At least that they weren't last year. They're competitive. They are. The, ga- they are. the games are not blowouts. They're trying. They look. You know they, what? You they, make a great point. We just know? said they turned the ball over five times, and it was twenty-three twenty. We had a chance to win the game. Right. So you're a hundred percent right. So they, they, I mean, they are, and, uh, that's against yeah. another terrible team, but still, yep, they're not getting blown out. So they're better than they were last year, but it's still fucking frustrating to watch. It really is. It really is. They just. Yet another offseason that we're going to go into where you go down the roster and go, oh, my God, how do we still have this many needs? They it, just, it's unreal. They need to have, you know, a lot of games, they're just never in the lead. Mm. You know, can we get out to a lead? Now, it's better than it was last year because last year it was like they were down 21 nothing. It seemed like in every <laughs> second quarter. But Well, you know, it's not, it doesn't work for everybody, but for me, I'll be watching the Masters, and then when that's over, I'll watch the Washington game on DVR and fast forward. So it'll, it will, it'll be a lot less painful. It'll be a quicker pain. pain. Exactly. All right. So speaking of a painful game, the Ravens played, and maybe one of the most boring football games ever played. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the old Todd predictor, though. I was right on. I said 24-6. That was my prediction. It was 24-10. Was the final. I like Phil Rivers' so half attempt in that one play. You 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 didn't guess the score. <laughs> oh, but I. Oh, but I, I don't understand. I, so, I get. I said it's going to be a very boring ho hum bounce back game for the Ravens, and I said twenty four six. And you, it was, you, okay. It, it, I can't it remember was, that because I've had a bunch of concussions. But yes, <laughs> um, if you did say that, it was. It That's was, exactly what it was. But, yeah. You know what it does do? It, uh, it it continues this the mid season swoon of Lamar Jackson. Um, 
He was again unimpressive. Underwhelming. underwhelming. I wonder if something's wrong with him. I mean, I've heard you know, injury rumors, but I don't know what. But well, they're, they're probably feeling, like because he ain't the same. Right. Either the defense has figured him out. Or they don't want him doing what he did last year. At least not in the regular season. I was going to say, are they saving it? Is yes. that going to be their trump card? Or when, I think know. that's part. Or of it. he's sort of lost it, right? Which I don't know if, or he's because well, he's injured. Yeah. And it might not be him. I'll, I'll blame another OC here. You know, the, the people that I know of that are Ravens fans talk about. Um, you know, Martindale. This is what happens. They figure him out. Right. Or, or is that the right name, or is that the – No, I no, think – it's Roman, sorry. Yeah. Martindale's DC. DC. My bad. Um, you know, Roman, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets – you know, he's great for a year. And they, so it's not that Lamar's getting figured out. It's Roman's getting figured out. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, you know, but we'll see. I mean, again, maybe there'll be a little more vanilla regular season because they should make the playoffs either way. I know they want the division, but – uh, Jerry's Jerry's called it now to, to the middle part of last year. They just – they're so good – they can win so many games without being great that they're not always that sharp. And yeah. that worries you because you go into the playoffs with 12 or 13 wins and everybody goes, oh, you're one of the best teams. And then you go, yeah, but if they're not sharp again, this playoff game takes on a whole different meaning. And then you saw what Tennessee did. Reminds you more yeah. and more of the Cavs, man. Hey, it really does. It really does. And that's concerning. I still think they've got – I still think he is special. He is super talented. He is no, super absolutely. elite. And he can carry them in the playoffs. But they're going to need to let him. And they're going to need to take the the training wheels off a little bit and and let them be special. Now I didn't know I, I I had not watched Indianapolis at all, so I didn't know really anything about them. But I'll tell you, uh, they're a boring fucking team to watch. But their linebackers are good, and they can run and they can tackle. I mean, their they tackling are, was really impressive. They are very well coached. Yeah. They're not a great football team, but they're really well coached. Well, Philip Rivers, if I was screaming at the. Uh, not that I give a fuck, right? But <laughs> I was screaming at this because he can't throw. He does. Well, he can't throw the field. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. He throws right. it horizontal. Everything's a check down. Everything's, Every, everything's it, a yeah. check down. So yep. I'm like, why the fuck are you giving him that much? You know, because he's not going to throw the ball down the field. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I think yeah, they scored ten points. Most of his uh, he's threw for over two hundred yards, but a lot of those were in the fourth quarter after they were down. Oh yeah, I mean um, it was it was in, inconsequential yardage at the so, end of that game. So, but Lamar Jackson, you know, nineteen for twenty three for one seventy, um, and then he also was the leading rusher, thirteen for fifty eight for one TD. Um, I can't lie, I expected more from J.K. Dobbins. Okay. I'm with you on that one. So Ingram has been out the last couple of weeks, and I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. They got Gus Edwards and they got Dobbins, and Lamar has been their leading rusher two weeks in a row. I think we're sleeping on the, how good a veteran back Ingram really is. Um, now, and, what worries me about this week is that he was back at practice yesterday, but I don't think he practiced today. He did That's not. probably not good. I don't think not great for my fantasy out. lineup either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I thought that. I mean, my, what I envisioned for J.K. Dobbins, another Ohio State stud that comes in this mm-hmm. sort of full flame out um, <laughs> in the pros, at least so far. It's probably not fair. Uh, but, you know, I thought he would come in and be, um, by midseason, be the number one back and, and sort of be in the t- top half of the starting running backs and, you know, be very effective. I thought he'd be more of a hybrid like, a, like a, what Gibson's doing. Right. He's not even doing that. He's uh, he's hit or miss. He had a couple good games early on, but do you guys remember for the Redskins, Ricky Irvins? Oh yeah, right, absolutely. Remember Ernest Biner would come and he would chug and chug and chug, yep. and Ricky Irvins get the ball and go fifty eight yards. Yep. He's such. A, I thought he would be the Ricky Irvins to the to, to Mark to uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram being Ernest Biner. I, I completely agree with and, you. And he doesn't seem to have the explosion that I thought he would have. Maybe he's nicked up a little bit too. I mean, or maybe you know, it just it looks different at Ohio State. Well, and let's not forget they lost Stanley a couple weeks ago. Yep. That was and big. That O line is completely that different when you take him out. Yeah. So, so and you, but it's going to be fun to watch the Ravens and the Steelers because I, you know, I hate the Steelers. No, but, no. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you would. I wish you would air your grievances more here on the podcast. But they know how to defend Lamar Jackson, and he has consistently not just it's not fluke that he plays poorly against them because yeah. for whatever reason they can defend him. But they the Ravens gifted, oh, gifted the fucking game to the Steelers. I mean, I, gifted it. I, I got shit actually from a few buddies that listened to us, and and they were like, "Dude, you just killed the Ravens." It was one game. There, I was like, "Dude." That was that was a game that they should have had. Yeah. That, so, it, but it's going to be fun to watch that second game 
Um, and it's going to be fun to watch them down the because you know the fucking Pittsburgh. Goddamn, are they like ten and zero? Eight no, man. Eight, Only eight undefeated eight, team eight, left. And now they play the Bengals, but they're start from what it looks like they're starting to fade a little bit because they're winning lucky. They are, and it, and that's going to turn. Well, here's the deal. Ben is a one trick pony now. He's old. He's not the Ben he used and to be. He's got some. It's starting to where he got some bad knees now. Yeah, buddy, and. He's great. He's still a warrior. I, I love the guy with the way he plays. Let me just put it that way. I don't love the guy. I think he's a scumbag. But you know, I like the way he plays. He, he puts the team on his back, but he can't anymore. Yeah. You know, they, they, those days are behind him, and they're one of those teams. Again, come playoff time, you get them one dimensional early in a playoff game, and there are some big bad AFC teams that are just going to take advantage yeah. of that. I mean, there's no way they got it to go all the way, but. Um, you wouldn't with, think, but Tomlin's yeah. one hell of a coach. He is so good. He is the, he's one of the best we've seen in a while. All right, so who do the Ravens have this weekend, Jerry? The Ravens have the uh, Belichicks. Ah, mm, that's right. The fighting Belichicks. So I'm Cam gonna, will show up pregame in the dress. I'm going to go ahead and say, God, they're a disaster, New England is. I'm going to say Ravens 31, New England 10. I'm going to say Ravens 27, 17. Okay. I'll go 24, 13 for Ravens. Okay. All right. So, come on, Ravens. Bounce back yet again. Get You know, right the ship. But let's play well. I, you know what else I'd like to see from the Ravens? A game where they don't have like 10 penalties for 120 yards. Yeah, that's bad. It's 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 <laughs> really bad. It, and it's getting it, – it's fairly consistent now. They, uh, um, they're one of the most penalized teams under Harbaugh, and that's not great. So, um, Patriots are three and five. Boy, do they miss Tom Brady. And you know what else about Tom Brady? My team fucking sucks ever since I made that trade. (laughs) I made a trade with Jeremy two weeks ago. I was like in in second place. I was rolling. I traded uh, Roethlisberger. I had Roethlisberger and (laughs) Juju, Uh right? Right. And I gave – and I got back Montgomery, David Montgomery, starting running back, and Tom Brady. And ever since then, I've been averaging like 150 points. I'm like, am I not? Am I not starting all my positions? <laughs> like, how do I go from making like I beat Jeremy like 285 to like two? I can't. I can't even break 160. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't know. It's fantasy so dumb, so dumb. All right, so NFL predictions out of the way. So let's take the last few minutes and let's talk uh, a few minutes about college basketball and NHL. And I lump those two together because here we are entering. <laughs> The winter months, where we have sports that need to be played indoors. The next phase of sports here. And it's not looking great for either landscape, if I'm being honest with you. So I have more faith in the NHL because they're a pro organization, just like we talked about with the NFL <clears throat> compared to college football. But uh, it, it appears the NHLPA has a team now of 16 representatives, mm-hmm. whereas in the spring when they did their return to play, there were five. So – the idea is to regionalize the NHL, at least as they start. And while they're not going to do a proper bubble, you will have the same six to eight opponents that you will just simply right. rotate with the first 20 games of the season until hopefully things open back up, vaccines are available, you know, it's a little bit safer environment. That, I think, probably has a chance to work. Um, we saw how well the NHL pulled off the bubble. The owners are going to need to acquiesce a little bit. Um, with regard to some of uh, the backdoor money that's that, that's part of the, the cap structure and the and the salary structure, but you know it's in their best interest to keep this thing going as well. So I think they probably get a way to get it done, and it is the pros. And you're talking about early to mid December for training camps, and then they they're targeting January first right. as their kickoff date. Is there any chance college basketball plays? Well, here, here's the thing to me. I, I think they have a better chance, e- even though they're indoor, because if they just go no fans, uh, that should help a little You're talking bit. talking about NHL? Well, either one, but okay. I'm going to college basketball too. But the big difference with both of those sports versus football, either pro or college, you know what? Maybe you don't even worry about who you're playing on Wednesday. Whoever doesn't have COVID is who you're playing if you don't have COVID. So just sort of be ready, especially in hockey, I guess, if it's the same six, eight teams. You just say, hey, there's going to be games every other day in some city. And if a team can't make it, they can't make it. You play somebody else. Hmm. You know, and you do somewhere in college basketball. It's almost unfortunate that they couldn't like have LSU and Ohio State, or sorry, Alabama and Ohio State play this week since they both had games canceled because the other team had COVID concerns. I see what you're saying. It's probably too tough for football, but 
basketball, you know, much smaller team. Yeah, you're moving NHL, a smaller number of people. NHL, similar. Okay. Um, you, know, uh, you bring I'm, up good points, I'm wondering Jeremy. about that. Well, bring up good points. I don't, I don't know if this is anything like it, but the Game of Thrones, wasn't there like <laughs> – um, oh, it's exactly like it. No, but wasn't there like when the White Walkers came, you knew like there were... I have absolutely no idea what you're talking whatever. about. Nerd fest. Here's what oh, I'm saying. Fucking Game of Thrones. Last the week Ivy was the League, last 48 or whatever. The <laughs> Ivy League just canceled winter sports. Yes, they did. So that's always a precursor to the end of college sports because they always do it first. And then if history repeats itself, now now that means... The Big Ten will cancel, mm-hmm. right? Then the Pac-10 will cancel basketball, and then uh, you know the 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 SEC will probably try to keep playing or something like that. But my point being is that once the Ivy League and has just canceled, according nine minutes ago, um, then that's usually the precursor to the uh, dominoes starting. Well, to fall. that's kind of where back to what we just sort of mentioned. Why not? You know, forget the conference. You don't want to travel all over the creation to play a few games. You know, play. Navy, play UMBC, play, you know, teams in Philly, play local. So that's actually what, and I know it's a lesser sport, but that's what NCAA hockey is doing. They're basically doing regionalized, for lack of a better term, bubbles. And they're throwing conferences out the window in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, if you can get on a bus and you can drive and the rink is is available, Minnesota is going to play Minnesota Duluth. Friday, then Saturday, and then the following weekend, North Dakota State's going to play – you know, uh, Bemidji State, you yeah. know, and, and, and whatever oh, you, the case yeah, you may got be. six teams and then a bus ride in Minnesota. Absolutely. You know, the same with, you know, oh, Michigan, because you, know, you, Michigan, Michigan, yeah. you Michigan got Michigan, Michigan Tech. Michigan Tech, Michigan State. Yep. Then you got Wisconsin. Then you got, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many teams. It can be its own thing. Absolutely. You know? So I think, and, and I think that's what Maryland's trying to do right now with their college basketball schedule is they're trying to get relatively local teams on the docket as much as possible. Yeah. To Jeremy's point, if you're supposed to play Navy on a on, on a Friday and they can't do it because of whatever else, well, maybe you play Towson, yeah, and then maybe you play Georgetown. Oh, we're talking you play, bus rides, UVA in the mix. Sure, you know? absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that they play for the players' sake. I hope that they're again as safe as can be. It sounds like on the Maryland front, they had their their COVID issues back in August and September. The basketball team, yes, yeah. the basketball yeah. team. It, it ran yeah. through quite a few members of the team. Which isn't a good thing, but it means that they had it. Yep. So you know, hopefully, <laughs> they're you know they're, they're did, you know I don't know if anything I said is even feasible. That's just what I'm thinking about top on you know. Top well, of no, head. I mean, but you got to think logically at this point because what we've known in the past, you just throw that shit out the window. It doesn't exist the way it did before. Um, so you have to think creatively. Um, um, this I'm just reading this story. I hadn't seen it till now. Lamar Jackson was on the Rich Eisen show, mm-hmm. and this is what he said. Rich Eisen still has a show. Yeah, he's, he said the other team was calling out their plays on offense. Yeah, Baltimore, we are too predictable on offense. They're calling out our plays. They know what we're doing. <laughs> that's not that's not a good rigging endorsement for your offensive coordinator. Uh, to Jeremy's point, he just took Greg Roman. He was like, hey, dude, you're calling the same fucking plays we just called last year, and everybody knows it now. Mm-hmm. So. I heard there was a little bit of clarification on that. He kind of meant it happened a few times, and Eisen just ran with the, oh, that's what they're calling every time. Uh, or he got a text saying, what the fuck are you doing? And, right, yeah. right. Well, and also apparently it was more like, the oh, they, they, they can tell, you know, they can key on the run of the pass. They don't want to the play. They just, you know, they have a good idea of if we're going in the air or not. Hmm. Whatever it is, it's not good. It's not great. Um, uh, there's... You know what? You know what there is. There's frustration on yeah. behalf of the players on the Ravens' offense. They're Good frustrated call because, because, it, because Brown it, was frustrated. Exactly. Hollywood did the whole thing. Yep. Yep. And the, it's obviously they don't believe it's their lack of talent. Right. So people are getting frustrated. That well, and that, and and that is a that is a concern. Um, the good news is they're eight games under under their belt. So hopefully they're in the down. You know the downswell of the season, and they can run forward with some momentum here. But I mean, they 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 need to get to the playoffs. They need to get to the playoffs as healthy as they can be right now, and ready to take again the training wheels off and just let that offense unleash a hundred percent. Well, in short, I am pleased they played college football. I am pleased they played pro football. I Agreed. was happy they started when they started. I thought the Big Ten was stupid for not starting, and I think I was right. But I don't think. They're going to be able to finish. I, I don't, don't think, think so there either. are going to be bowls. I think there will be playoffs in the NFL because they will go to the bubble. Right. Um, and they will take teams out to Vegas or something like that. Real quick, 
2020 is clearly the worst year ever. The fact that Notre Dame... Fucking A. Can, how can those fuckers I be I cannot undefeated? fucking believe they got Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. And I got to tell you, that might be the worst game that Dabo's coached in, in the last 10 seasons. Since that meltdown at Maryland <laughs> so long ago, Jeremy. Um, dude, seriously, Clemson had that game in the bag three or four times and let Notre Dame off the hook every fucking time. God damn, that game was frustrating. Brian Kelly, go fuck yourself. God, I hate that motherfucker. I don't like him very much. Dear six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus, <laughs> please let Notre Dame lose. Please let Notre Dame lose. Please don't put them in the playoffs where Alabama can smoke them by 50 fucking points. Although I will say this, Notre Dame, was, that, Notre Dame was better than I thought they were. They I got to give them props. They did play against the backup quarterback freshman. They did, and, and, and this is why I say Clemson came out and their first three series were atrocious, and Notre Dame jumped on every mistake, and I was like, fuck, here it goes. This game's going to go down to the wire, and then even with it going down to the wire, they had Notre Dame backed up and had to go the full field, and they let them. Yep. That was hey, not, not good enough, man. Hey. Props to props to Brian Kelly. You're still a murderer. Good luck with the rest of the season. <laughs> well, that's a that's a hell of a way to end episode 58 of Wings, Beers, guy, and Tears. <laughs> Can you think of a worse person to be rewarded? No. I pay my fucking taxes, and I haven't killed anybody, and my team suck. <laughs> he clearly made a deal long ago, man. By the way, whoever doesn't understand that, go Google Brian Kelly. And you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, he's a scumbag. And it, and if you're a Notre Dame supporter and you listen to the show, I, sorry, not sorry. He's a piece of shit. You can't hey, defend him. I, sorry. I, I, I'm sure if my team was undefeated and Neil Brown murdered somebody, I'd be like, yeah, guy probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just not let's let's not let's not screw up a good thing here, guys. Relax. Uh, so so that that gives you the sports recap over the week. Uh, hopefully next week we've got some good positive news on the Ravens on the Washington football team. Eh, who cares? Yeah, who cares? You know, we'll, we'll be a week closer to uh, the college basketball landscape because, technically speaking, I think we'll be within a week of the first. Yeah, they should be playing game. games in two weeks because two weeks from today is Thanksgiving, yeah. and Maryland should have that tournament that weekend yeah, I, I, in, I in College Park. I think some teams are starting up Tuesday or Wednesday. But I think sure. I, actually Maryland the twenty fifth. Okay? Yeah, so Wednesday. I believe if they start up, they're going to be ending fairly quickly. It, it's possible. Yeah. Let, let, hey, let's hope for the best. You know, continue to wear your masks out there. Continue to, you know, distance yourselves from, uh, you know, the rest of society if you can. And Chris, Samsonoff is going to be our goalie. <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah, we'll do a good Caps preview here in the next two weeks, regardless of what the NHL is going to do, because this roster intrigues me. So, until next time, wings, beers, and tears. See ya. Peace. See you guys.